Listen to and for the word of the Lord as it is found in the first book of Kings in the Old Testament, chapter 17, verses 7 through 16. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Sarepath. How do you say that in, in Georgia? <laughs> Sarepath. Thank you. See, because where I come from is Sarepta. La vida de Sarepta. But we're dealing with now the widow of Sarepath. Okay. From Marietta or Marietta, yeah. There you go. Near the city of, Mar of Sidon, not Marietta, near the city of, Mar of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Sarepath. He arrived at the gates of the village. He saw a widow gathering sticks. And he asked her, would you please bring me a little water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, uh, uh, and bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. And, and I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little bit of cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal. Then my son and I will die. But Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. <laughs> Easy. Go ahead and do just what, what you've said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare the meal for yourself and your son. So this is what the Lord God of Israel says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. What? So she did as Elijah said. And she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always... <laughs> Enough flour, oil left in the container. Just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. The word of the Lord. Amazing stories that we find in the Old Testament. And right now I'm sharing with you guys a series called Stories of Grace. And, and we have uh, dealt with a couple of the stories. Uh, but before I get going, who's got my power? There you go. Uh, for those of you who are listening, my power is the ability to change the screens. Um, that's what it comes down to. So here we have a story that, that I, I really love, and I want to share it with you, but I want to share it with you in three acts. Remember when we went, the old plays, they were written in acts, A-C-T-S? And, 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 and it was amazing. So I want to share this little act with you. Act one, Jamie, she's a friend of mine. Jamie goes to God and says, how long is a million years to you. And God replied, it's about a second, Jamie. Act two. Jamie says, God, how much is a million dollars to you? And God replies, it is a penny to me. Act three. Jamie, God, 
can I have a penny? And Jesus replied, just a second. <laughs> Three acts, and we got the whole story. But in our story today, I want to introduce you to you the story of Elijah and the widow in that town just west of Sidon, Sarepath. And Sarepath was actually a, a town they were experiencing a famine because not long ago, enter Elijah in the first act of our story. He's running away from Jezebel, merciless Jezebel, who had just gotten very angry with him because he had called into a drought, a three-year drought. So no water was coming down, nothing was growing, and the entire land was dry and parched, and nothing was growing. He had just come out from an amazing experience where he called on God, and God made it rain fire upon the altar, and all the, the prophets of Baal were left in embarrassment. And the story says that they got rid of them somehow, very bloody stuff, but then he's on the run, and he's just out of the raven, of, of the ravine called Calith, where the Lord had told him, go, 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 hide there, and he was hiding there, the, the, he was getting water from the brook, and guess what, this is the story where the ravens are feeding him in the morning, and the ravens are coming out and feeding him in the evening, but the Lord tells him, get out of there, move out of there. And go into this village where I have asked this woman to take care of you during the rest of the famine. Act 1. Enter Elijah. Act 2. Enter God in the widow's life. And this is the amazing story of grace. When God notices the person in need. When God decides to put just his focus, God's own focus, God's own emphasis in the life of someone who we don't even know her name. We just know her to be a widow. We know where she's from. We know that she has a child. That's it. We know that they were about to die. That's it. Even Jesus mentions her in, the chapter, in, in Luke. And even the famous writer of Hebrews in the hall of fame of faith mentions in chapter 35, alludes to the story of the widow who received life, who received her son's life back. Yet, we don't know her name. And she's made it through thousands of years of history into our written oracle of stories of God, into our written word of God, where her experience is known to us because God enters into her life. And we know that God enters into her life because there's a prophet that God sends into her life. And as he comes into the city of Sarepath, he just sees the woman there just collecting some wood. And you know the story. We just read it. He, he is, she's getting ready to just give it all up. All she has left is a little bit of oil and a little bit of flour. And she's collecting <clears throat> the wood so that she can go make a fire, make the patties, eat, and just wait and die. But enters God into her life, and things begin to change. See, I don't know how many of you have had a situation that critical. I don't know if you have been that critical where you were just sitting there waiting to die. And yet, we have the privilege of being part of a country, of being part of a tradition, of being part of a culture that talks about God, 
that talks about God's provision, that talks about the fact that God cares. I, I was talking with somebody this week, and, and the person uh, said to me, I don't like to talk about myself. And I said, okay. And then I continued to ask, why? He says, because the person who asks about myself must care, and I don't know anyone that cares to hear my story. Wow. I don't know anyone that cares enough to hear my story. And I told him, I can listen. I got time. He says, do you care? Let's find out. And he poured his heart and we prayed together, and he left scared. And he said, nobody has ever prayed for me in my life. And God entered into his scene. Do I feel responsible for that life? No. God is working in that life. God is working in each one of our lives. God has intervened. God has interrupted. God has just come into our lives, whether we are widows in need, whether we are people in need of finances, of better jobs, of better relationships, of better ways of getting with one another. It doesn't matter what we need. God enters our lives, and that is grace. So how do we respond to that entering of God's life? Well, God, uh, in, in, in Act 3, we find the definition of grace. God entering into our lives. God enters into the widow's life, and the prophet says, God says to the widow, go take care of the prophet first, and then of yourself. What? Are you kidding? In this self-centered, individualistic, me, myself, and I world, not taking care of me and taking care of others, that's so anti-intuitive, right? But it is so spiritual. For the ways of God are not our ways. And the ways of God's loving is God gave himself towards us first. Scripture tells us he reached down to us when we were in darkness. He brought that light when we did not know where, where we were at. He brought that sense of purpose when we were lost in ourselves and trying to figure it out. And the Scripture says, for by grace you are saved through faith. Notice those three words, grace, saved, and faith. Those three, my people, they are gifts of God. Those three elements, the grace that God gives us is a gift. The salvation that God, God offers us is a gift. And the faith that allows us to even believe in that whole story is also a gift of God. None of us can say that we've earned the right for God to be nice to us. The widow, no, she didn't have it. The widow was about to lose it all. And yet, she decided to do something that many of us are called to do but have not figured out how to do it. And it is to believe God. Oh, we are always talking, do you believe in God? Who cares? Who really cares if you believe in God or not? Really, Michaela? Who cares? Oh, Scripture tells us that even the, the demons, the evil spirits, care in God and they tremble. The difference is not believing in God. The difference is believing that what God says is going to happen. The difference is that accepting God's Word and moving in it in faith. The thing is that this woman was invited to walk into darkness, to walk into the unknown. 
She was asked to go out of her need to give it all because she saw, she believed that if she gave all her need, that she would have plenty. That doesn't make sense, but it makes sense in God's economy, in God's logic. It makes sense that when we give it up, we earn it. Jesus said it. When you give up your life, that's when you made it. That's when you got it back. Get it? So believing God is taking that step. That Even though we may have a plan, we may have a budget, it is believing God for what God wants us to do. God asks us to walk in faith, not in certainty. And walking in faith requires walking in the unknown. How many of you get scared when I said that? Walking in the unknown. Let me see. Come on, be honest, be honest. Okay, let me see. Okay, good. I have to pray. No. <laughs> okay. Walking in the unknown. And guess what? Let me tell you a secret. I have an agenda. We have a calendar. But I realize every day I wake up, I am more walking in the unknown than in the known. Ah? So we do it every day. Why not just do it consciously that we're walking in the unknown with God? We trick ourselves into those things, right? So I challenge you this coming week. I haven't even looked at this. Did I miss anything? No, I'm, I did that. So in Act 1, God sends a messenger. In Act 2, the messenger is received and welcome. In Act 3... The messenger has wrecked the lives of those in the, in the drama for God's glory, for God's purpose. Because act three is our life with Jesus by faith through grace. Live a life of grace. Live a life that is responding to God in faith. That The faith that we have is a mysterious faith that becomes real because God gives us the vision. So this coming week, walk in uncertainty, yeah. Embrace the, 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 the unknown because God is with you always. Amen.